0: Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. As disciples of Jesus Christ, it is absolutely essential we have a growing lifestyle of worship and praise and thanksgiving. How much time do you spend each day in worshiping and praising and thanking your Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the Holy Spirit? Worship, praise, and thanksgiving are one of the greatest gifts and privileges we have as children of God. Let's open our Bible now and learn how we can be more effective and mature disciples of Jesus Christ our Lord as we grow to have a lifestyle of worship and praise and thanksgiving. Well, good morning and welcome to another teaching. It is a Monday morning, early Monday morning here in Texas, and uh, it's actually before 7 a.m., so uh, hopefully y'all are loving on Jesus and uh, just really applying yourself to be a a true disciple of Jesus Christ this uh, this new year 2023. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, this uh, this I believe is going to be the eighth teaching in the series, a disciple of Jesus Christ. And today we're going to talk about worship, praise, and thanksgiving. Um, I'm hoping to get through this in, in one teaching today. Um, I'll never get through all the scriptures. I, I, I may have 30 scriptures. Uh, the Bible is just filled, just filled with scriptures on worship, praise and thanksgiving. And uh, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's something that should make it clear to us that as disciples of Jesus Christ, to be an effective disciple of Jesus Christ we absolutely need to have a growing lifestyle of worship, praise, and thanksgiving to our Heavenly Father, to Jesus Christ our Lord, and to God the Holy Spirit. And so you can ask yourself right now, um, you know, how much time do I spend throughout my days in worship, praise, and thanksgiving to God the Father? to God, the Son, Jesus, and God, the Holy Spirit. And for the vast majority of us as Christians, uh, if we were to examine ourselves, we would candidly have to say, you know, I, I don't spend much time. Most of us as Christians spend time singing in church and we'll, we'll praise and, and, and worship our Heavenly Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit in church um, during that time that the music is playing. But for the vast majority of Christians, you know, throughout the world, that's the only time they have. In praise and in worship and in thanksgiving and and this really needs to become a lifestyle to us again we cannot be an effective disciple of Jesus Christ Nathan if we don't have a growing lifestyle of worship praise and thanksgiving so again Scott today we're gonna to discuss again part 8 of a disciple of Jesus Christ and we're gonna discuss worship praise in thanksgiving. And again, that's us as disciples of Jesus, spending time throughout our day in worship to the triune God, in praise, and in thanksgiving. As I said to our Heavenly Father, to Jesus Christ, our Lord, and to the Holy Spirit. So, Father, we thank you for your word, We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. We praise you, Father. We thank you, Father, that you've given us your word. We thank you for your love. We praise you, Father. We just thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We just thank you. Father, above all, we thank you and praise you for Jesus, our only Lord and Savior and Master and King. Lord Jesus, we praise you and we thank you for becoming a human man for us. We praise you and thank you for living a perfect, righteous life on our behalf and in our place that we could never live. We praise you and thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying a torturous death on our behalf and in our place that we should have died, Lord. And Lord, we thank you and praise you and worship you, our risen Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, we thank you and praise you for guiding us and leading us and counseling us and comforting us. We ask you now, Holy Spirit, to give us eyes that see and ears that hear and hearts that understand really what it means to have a lifestyle of worship and praise and thanksgiving to you, Holy Spirit, and to you, our Heavenly Father, and to you, Jesus Christ, our only Lord and Savior. It's in Jesus' name we pray, and in Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you and worship you Father, son and holy spirit. Amen and amen. All right, thank you Lord Jesus. Uh, man, I got to say just just preparing for this, preparing again for this teaching and again it's a topical teaching, right? Scott um you know in in going through the the scriptures and studying and I mean jumping all over the bible to to prepare all the different scriptures on uh, on worship and praise and thanksgiving. It's it's been exhilarating. Again, it's it's been it's been different, and so I'm really enjoying this, uh, you know, this process and in this topical teaching. So again, the the hallmark verse again for the whole series, and remember the series is called a disciple of Jesus Christ is Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen to twenty. So I'll read that first. Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen to twenty. Then Jesus came to them and said, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me." Jesus is the boss of everything not only on earth, but in heaven. Verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. All right. So what we said is that You know, Jesus didn't say go and make Christians, although we have to be a Christian. We have to have spiritual life. We have to have eternal life. We have to have Jesus living in us. We have to have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior before we can be his disciple. But Jesus didn't say go and make Christians, and he didn't say go and make churches. Now, going to church is a good thing. But what Jesus told us to do is to to go and make disciples. And obviously, we can't make disciples. We can't help other people be a disciple of Jesus Christ until we ourselves are first disciples of Jesus Christ. And so that's what the series is about. And so again, an essential part of being a disciple of Jesus Christ is to have a growing lifestyle of worship and praise and thanksgiving to the triune God. Now, these things are different, okay? Now, praise and thanksgiving are are very much related. They're they're intertwined. They're similar in many ways. It's interesting because we can give praise and thanksgiving to not only our Heavenly Father and to the Lord Jesus and to the Holy Spirit, but certainly we give praise to to other people, right? Uh, We can praise other people, and certainly we can be thankful and should be thankful to other people. Worship now is going to be the deepest of all these things, and worship now is reserved only for our Heavenly Father, for Jesus Christ our Lord, and for the Holy Spirit. Never do we worship anything else. Obviously, we don't worship any of the other false gods. Um, We don't worship people. Obviously, we don't worship animals or nature. Worship is reserved only For the Holy Trinity, so we ought to have a lifestyle of obviously praising and thanking our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. But we also ought to be thankful, and it's it's good to praise other people for the things that they've done. But worship, as we'll see in the Scriptures, is reserved only for the Triune God. Praise and thanksgiving, we generally praise and thank uh, you know our Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit for what they have done. We're thankful for the things that they have done, okay? That's praise and thanksgiving. Worship is something something much deeper. In worship, we're not as much thanking God for all that he's done, but we're we're in complete adoration to him. We're just, we're overwhelmed with him. We completely give ourselves to him Not as much for what he's done, but for who he is, right? We're worshiping him for his character, so to speak, who he is, all right? So we're going to begin in uh, speaking about worship, and let's look at Matthew 4, verses 8 through 10. Now, this is going to be a place where the devil is going to ask Jesus to worship him, all right? And look at uh, how Jesus responds. Matthew 4, verses 8 through 10. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. Verse 9, all this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Verse 10, Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it it is written. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Okay, so right there, worship again. Is only for the Triune God. Okay, look at Revelation nineteen nine. Now here, uh, the Apostle John is is being given the vision of what's to come, and, and a mighty holy angel comes before him, and and John is going to fall at his feet and worship. Look what happens in Revelation nineteen nine. Now this is an angel. Revelation nineteen nine and ten. Then the angel said to me, Right, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These are the true words of God. Verse 10, At this I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, Do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So again, Now we see that that we don't even worship holy angels, which are beings infinitely more powerful than we are, okay? All right, now let's turn to Acts, Acts chapter 10, and look what happens with Simon Peter, the apostle Peter, okay? All right, Acts 10, and now Peter is going uh, to Cornelius, and he's going to share the gospel, the good news with him, and... And Cornelius is going to bow down in a, you know, in a place of worship before Peter. And look what Peter says to him. Now we're in Acts 10, verse 25. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. Verse 26. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I am only a man myself. So again, now we hear. here. Here's the, here's the apostle Peter. And you know, this man Cornelius falls at his feet in reverence and quickly Peter tells him, get up. So again, worship is reserved only for the triune God. All right. Worship is often accompanied, right, Rap, with, with with. you know, we often will raise our hands in worship. We'll often bow down in worship. We'll often kneel in worship. Okay. Um, And all of these things are things we ought to be practicing as we worship Jesus, as we worship our Heavenly Father, as we worship the Holy Spirit. And and just an attitude of genuine humility, meaning understanding who he is and understanding who we are and who we're not is essential to genuine worship. Look what uh, Psalm 95, verse 6 says. Psalm 95, verse 6, come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. All of us ought to have a lifestyle of kneeling before our heavenly Father, before Jesus, and before the Holy Spirit. Now, again, if uh, the Lord is certainly concerned more with the The position and condition of our heart in worship than our body. And I've said this before C.S. Lewis said that that as humans, we're animals, therefore, what our bodies do does affect our soul. So when we kneel and when we bow down in worship, it helps us to posture our minds, you know, in our hearts in 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 an attitude of worship and submission uh, before our triune God. Okay. So again, Psalm 95 verse six, come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Um, I've said this before. If you have young children, let's say they're up to 10 years old, right? From the time they're say two to 10 years old, you know, you ought to be like, say, before they're going to bed or maybe when you wake up or just sometime, you know, during the day, bow down with them. It could be in front of the sofa, in front of their bed and, you know, just fold and clasp your hands together and in worship before Jesus, your children ought to see you setting an example for them of kneeling before Jesus or your heavenly father or the Holy Spirit, all of them. And, 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 and again, in a posture of worship. Look at Psalm 96 verse 9. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. So once again, you see that you're worshiping him again in the splendor of his holiness for who he is. As I said, praise and thanksgiving, which are very related are generally, not exclusively, but generally for what he has done for us, okay? The, 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 the infinite amount of things, not only that he has done for us, but he is doing and he will do. And we praise him for all that he's done. We consistently thank him for all he's done. Worship now, again, is not for the things he's, he's done, but for just who he is, the, the magnificence of his person, the overwhelming perfection of the character of God is, is, is why we worship him. And in worship, we connect in our relationship with Jesus as a disciple of Jesus. All right. Look at 2 Chronicles 29, verse 28. The whole assembly bowed in worship. While the singer sang and the trumpeters played, All this continued until the sacrifice of the burnt offering was completed. Again, that's 2 Chronicles 29, verse 28. The whole assembly bowed in worship. So again, in worship, we see, you know, we see this kneeling oftentimes. We see this bowing. We see this raising of the hands, right? Look at Matthew 28, verse 9. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, And worshiped him again so we see this worship of Jesus right all right look at Hebrews 11 verse 21 by faith Jacob when he was dying blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshiped as he leaned on the top of his staff okay Um, so again As disciples of Jesus Christ, we want to begin to have this lifestyle of worship. Now, it's essential that we understand any and all biblical worship of the triune God, right, Rap, um, comes in and through Jesus Christ, only in and through Jesus Christ. We cannot worship our Heavenly Father. We cannot worship Jesus or the Holy Spirit outside of Jesus Christ our Lord. It's only in Jesus and through Jesus that we can have any real effective proper worship. So, which is to say bluntly, if someone is not a Christian, if they have not received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, if Jesus Christ is not living in them, they cannot worship God in any manner or in any way. All right? Look at uh Hebrews 13 verse 15. Hebrews 13, verse 15. Through Jesus, therefore, through Jesus, only through Jesus, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. All worship, praise, and thanksgiving to God, any member of the Holy Trinity, can come only in and through Jesus Christ. And that really is essential, okay? Um, so again, we, we when we worship our Heavenly Father, we do it with a heart and an attitude of we're worshiping him based on all that we are in Christ, based on what Jesus has done. We're able to worship him because of who he is and who we are in Jesus Christ, our Lord, okay? If we're not in Jesus Christ, we cannot begin to understand what what genuine worship is in any way, all right? Look at John, verse uh, four, the Gospel of John, chapter four, I'm sorry, verses 23 and 24. Actually, before that, let's look at uh, Revelation 5, 11 to 14. Revelation 5, 11 to 14. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand. By the way, ten thousand times ten thousand is a hundred million. Wow. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. Verse 12: In a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Verse 13, then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Did you hear that? Every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Verse 14, the four living creatures said, amen, and the elders fell down and worshiped. So again you see you see everything in the world praising Father, praising Jesus but then you see worship is something different you see the four living creatures said amen and the elders fell down in worship so again worship in worship we're posturing our heart before God and and again oftentimes that will accompany and it is helpful when it accompanies, um kneeling or bowing um, you know or putting ourselves in just a position of of complete surrender and humility before our Triune God. All right look at job chapter one verses 20 and 21. Job. Job has just been rocked, he's been devastated, his children have all been have all been killed. Um, he's lost all of his finances. he's utterly wrecked. In every way. He's gone through a desperation. Imagine if you not only went through a total bankruptcy, you lost every bit of money and income you had, you uh you you were you were you were just totally financially devastated, you had no means, and then you were told that that all of your children, all seven of your children were just killed. And now look at Job 1, verses 20 and 21. Job 1, 20 and 21. At this, after hearing all this news, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Uh, again this is an expression of work, worship in the scriptures that's uh that's really beyond understanding how often do we worship jesus when we're going through trials and difficulties and pains and sufferings and this this is you know every every day is the most important day to worship but worshiping when we're going through trials and difficulties again it's important to understand that that we don't worship God because he needs it. He's not made more by our worship. He doesn't increase by our worship. He's already perfect. Our heavenly father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit may are already perfect. They're already flawless. They're already complete. In worship, as well as in praise and thanksgiving, you know, it is it is we who are being filled. It's we who are drawing closer and more intimate with the Holy Spirit and with our Heavenly Father and with Jesus. So, you know, although he certainly deserves it, it, it the benefit is, is for us. And sometimes that's hard to understand, right? Okay. Um, all right. Let's turn to uh, Hebrews 12, verse 28 and 29. Hebrews 12, 28 and 29, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Verse 29, for our God is a consuming fire. Wow. You see that? Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Again, why do we have reverence for him? Why are we in awe of him? Because of who he is. Who is he? Hebrews 12, 29, for our God is a consuming fire. Again, we ought to, uh, when we worship our father, we want to be completely really enveloped in him. We want to have a complete adoration of him. To effectively worship, we have to more and more empty ourselves of ourselves sadly the vast majority of us and there's no question i am i am guilty of this we are consistently in a form of 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 self worship right i mean we're 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 worshipping ourselves okay um meaning we we adore ourselves we're consumed not with our god who's a consuming fire and that really ought to burn up everything else into our lives right really everything in our lives ought to be you know metaphorically burned up just that we might we might be in worship and praise and thanksgiving to our heavenly father right and to jesus and to the holy spirit but But we do have a lifestyle where, you know, all of us as Christians, as disciples of Jesus Christ are seemingly, not seemingly, we are consistently, I'm consistently just, um, you know, I'm I'm consumed with what's going on in my life and the circumstances of my life and just the daily details of my life. And in that place, we cannot effectively worship. Again, worship is when we are... When we are giving ourselves over completely to Jesus, when we are are in complete adoration of our heavenly father, when we're consumed and just filled and focused on adoring the Holy Spirit, right? Psalm 29, verse 2, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name, worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. So again, worship, we're worshiping him, not like praise and thanksgiving, but in worship, we're worshiping our God again for who he is, right? Um, we're worshiping him, you know, just understanding the, his, his, his overwhelming character. Wow. Golly. All right. Let's, uh, let's move into praise. All right. Um, Again, we talked about how praise and thanksgiving are very much connected, okay? Um, uh, praise, again, we, 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 we want to have a daily lifestyle. We need to have a daily lifestyle, Kristen, as disciples of Jesus Christ, of being in praise and thanksgiving, um, again, to each member of the Trinity. How much time do you spend, Lauren? How much time are you spending, Nathan, Throughout your day, in praising your heavenly Father, remembering all the things that that He's done for you, okay? Um, it's uh, again, uh, we will grow to be more thankful, more genuinely thankful. We may even begin to grow into into gratitude as we grow to praise and thank our heavenly Father. For for all the incredible blessings in our lives, have you ever spent time just meditating on the incredible blessings? It's I've, I've been doing this more and more, and it's uh, you know sometimes I will get a little bit lost in it, and I actually touch that place where you know I'm I'm thinking about His incredible blessings in my life, the incredible forgiveness in my life, the incredible protection over my life, all the places and times that He spared me, and again they're they're countless. If we'll begin to think about it and and as we do again we will we will begin to to grow more deeply we'll begin to have a deeper understanding of what it means to be a disciple of jesus christ we'll begin to be more enraptured with jesus all right look at psalm 51 verses 15 through 17 psalm 51 verses 15 16 and 17. this is david speaking he says "O lord Open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Verse 16: You do not you do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. This is the place from which all real worship and praise. And thanksgiving really needs to come from. This is King David. He's lamenting his sin. Um, He's grieved over his sin. and, And he says, Oh Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. Father, we do ask you to open our lips and our mouths will declare your praise. And now again, look at verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Father, I ask you to help us today in the name of Jesus. Help me, Father. Help us one and all, Father, to have a truly broken spirit before you, that we would have a broken and contrite heart before you, Father, that you've given your word to us that you will not despise. We ought to we ought to posture ourselves before our Triune God in a way that, that that shows a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. What does that mean? A broken spirit? It means that we're surrendered before Him. We know that we are we are we are absolutely nothing without Him. We are we are utterly useless. We are we are of no value. Um, we have no purpose outside. Of Jesus and, and we're, we're we are we are in this posture before him of knowing our hopelessness our helplessness our utter desperation and from this place of surrender this broken spirit we're, we're just contrite before him we are you know we're circumspect we understand his magnificence and his majesty and from this place it says David says, and the word of God says, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. So again, we don't come before our heavenly father in a place of pride. We don't come before him puffed up. We don't come before him thinking how wonderful we are, okay? We cannot worship, praise, or be in any form of effective thanksgiving in that place, okay? Um, All right, Psalm 99 verses one through five, Psalm 99, one through five. The Lord reigns, let the nations tremble. He sits enthroned between the cherubim. Let the earth shake. Great is the Lord in Zion. He is exalted over all the nations. Let them praise your great and awesome name. He is holy. The King is mighty. He loves justice. You have established equity in Jacob. You have done what is just and right, exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. He is holy. Psalm 100 verses one through five, a song for giving thanks, shout for the joy, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. Wow Psalm 139 verse 13 and 14 for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful I know that full well do you see this this the, the adoration the praise, the thanksgiving, the acknowledging of all that the Lord has done for you created me in my inmost being. That's what, that's what Jesus did. He actually created you in your mother's womb. Isn't it incredible how it works that, that, that a man and woman can come together in sexual intimacy. And this incredible being is made this human being with a mind, with a conscience is made that's done by Jesus for you created me for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb he made not only your body and and was and created you as that infant in your mother's womb but he made your spirit and your soul your mind your will your emotions it's incredible we praise you father we we thank you Again, the more we consider these things, the more we'll have a lifestyle throughout the day of praising him and thanking him. Again, now keep in mind, it doesn't have to be for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or even five minutes. You can praise him throughout the day, you know, for 10 seconds, you can praise him. And then 20 minutes later, you can thank him and praise him for 30 seconds or a minute. Again, it's this, you want this to be, to be an ongoing lifestyle that's happening. Praise And thanksgiving and worship throughout your day wow look at isaiah 25 verse 1 oh lord you are my god i will exalt you and praise your name for in perfect faithfulness you have done marvelous things things planned long ago so again think about all that the lord has done for you and praise him thank him Again, just for all the individual specific blessings, if we just think what he's done for us today, let alone ultimately what he's done for us in Jesus, we ought to consistently be in this time of praise. Look at 1 Chronicles 29, verses 10 to 13. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, O Lord, God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. So you see how David is recounting all the goodness and the blessings and all the things that that God has done in his life. And again, we want to do that. We want to do it on things past. We want to do it in things present. Um, again, it, it's so exciting that we have this opportunity to praise him and to thank him. And again, I'm more excited about I don't know if I've ever been this excited about it. Golly. Look at Psalm 150. Again, this is the entire Psalm. Psalm 150. This is the last Psalm in the Bible. Okay. This is how the 150 chapters of the book of Psalms ends. You see this, Esther? Look at this, Corinne. This is how the Psalms end, Becky. Psalm 150, 1-6. to Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His acts of power. Praise Him for His surpassing greatness. Praise Him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise Him with the harp and lyre. Praise Him with tambourine and dancing. Praise Him with the strings and flute. Praise Him with the clash of cymbals. Praise Him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Listen to that, that's the last verse of the 150 chapters of the book of Psalms, the biggest book in the Bible. This is the last verse, Psalm 150, verse six, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Now again, you notice here that we praise the Lord you know, we praise the Lord with all these instruments, right? We praise the Lord with dancing. Um, you know, we 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 praise the Lord um again for, for, for what he's done. Wow, golly, Father, we do just praise you and thank you and worship you, Father. We praise you, Father, we thank you. Wow. Mm. All right. Thanksgiving. First Corinthians fifteen, fifty-seven. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Just like worship and praise, we we can only give thanks to our Heavenly Father through the victory we have in Jesus Christ. The victory we have over sin, the victory we have over eternal damnation in hell. Okay, all thanksgiving as well as praise and worship comes in in through only Jesus Christ our Lord and what he did for us at the cross Jesus died in our place suffered in our place was punished in our place at the cross and was raised from the dead that's the victory we have in Jesus Christ so everything begins but thanks be to God he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ so again all of our Thanksgiving And in taking time to give thanks to our Heavenly Father and to Jesus and to Holy Spirit, all of this happens in Jesus. The more we're focused on Jesus, the more we understand all that Jesus has done for us at the cross, and of course continues to do for us, the more effectively we'll give thanks. If you're not in Jesus Christ today, if you're not a Christian today, you can't give thanks to God in any manner or in any way. Again, I know that sounds heavy, it may even sound harsh, it sounds intolerant, but, but there's no greater love that we can give than we tell people the truth of what the Bible says, okay? Until we have received Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins and the salvation of our soul and deliverance from eternal hell, we have really nothing to be thankful about, okay? Once we've received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we, we begin to have this understanding of the incredible price paid for the deliverance of our spirit and soul that we might spend eternity in heaven. We begin to understand that how sinful we really are and that even though we 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 were horrible sinners, Jesus loved us so much that our King, Jesus, our God became a human man for us lived a perfect righteous life on our behalf that we could never live and then credited us with that righteous life as if we lived it died an utterly torturous death that we deserve to die on our behalf and in our place and was raised from the dead and when we receive jesus as our savior when we put our full faith trust confidence reliance hope in jesus christ for the forgiveness of our sins and the salvation of our soul This incredible exchange happens. The perfect righteous life that Jesus lived when he walked the earth is actually credited to us as if we lived it And all of our sin, past, present, and future, is credited to Jesus at the cross. That incredible exchange, the perfect righteous life of Jesus, exchanged for all of our sin, past, present, and future, that exchange is the heart of the gospel. Of the christian gospel and i mean when you just meditate on that you just want to erupt in praise and thanksgiving you just want to be thankful to jesus for all that he's done wow first timothy 2 verse 1 i urge then first of all that requests prayers intercession and thanksgiving be made for everyone it's urgent we want to have a lifestyle of just thanksgiving Thanking our Heavenly Father for all that he's done, not only in our life, but in the lives of all those around us. Thanking him, obviously praying for those that don't know him, interceding for people, what's going on, but being thankful to our Heavenly Father for all that he's doing, not only in our lives, but in the lives of others. Colossians 4.2, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. We ought to be completely devoted in prayer with with, it, with with an attitude of just being consistently thankful in our prayers. How much time do you spend in thanksgiving each day? How much time do you spend thanking your heavenly father for all that he's done in your life and all that he is doing? Colossians 2, 6 and 7. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. Verse 7, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing with thankfulness. I am not overflowing with thankfulness. Forgive me, Father. Again, throughout your day, throughout your waking hours, from the time you wake up, you want to begin to praise and thank your heavenly Father. Again, it'd even be good to get out of bed and fall down to your knees. I I always end my days on my knees. Sometime before I go to bed at night, I get down on my knees. But man, I need to start doing that in the morning as well. You don't have to be there for 20 minutes. Again, you can get down on your knees for a minute or two in in just a posture of worship before your Heavenly Father. Overflowing with thankfulness. Help us, Lord. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. Again, always in Christ Jesus. So again, whatever the circumstances in our lives, we want to give thanks to our Heavenly Father. Give thanks to Jesus. Give thanks to the Holy Spirit. Because we know that that circumstance couldn't be in our lives unless our Heavenly Father caused it or allowed it. And even if he didn't cause it, if he allowed it, as Jerry Bridges said, it has at least his passive approval. Passive, meaning he didn't do it, but the fact that it's there, you know, uh, means that, uh, you know, that, that he allowed it. Right, Pop? Wow. All right. Wow. First Chronicles 1634, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. We thank you, Father that you love us. We thank you for the incredible love that you have for us, Father, wow. Colossians 3, 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Psalm 95, two, let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Again, for most of us, when we're in church, we are praising him and thanking him. And we do often posture ourselves in, in worship but this ought to be a lifestyle. Psalm 136, one to three, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Verse two, give thanks to the God of gods. Verse three, give thanks to the Lord of lords. Again, a consistent lifestyle of thanksgiving. Again, in, in our lifestyle, but in case so how we live will also cause other people to give thanks and to praise our heavenly father. It's interesting. Look at 2 Corinthians 9, 12 to 15. Okay. Um, Paul is exhorting the Corinthians to give and to give offerings for those that are that are struggling in, in, uh, you know, in other parts of, of the world that, that Paul will deliver. And look what he says. He's talking about, again, that the Corinthians were, 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 were giving um, of their money to, to help other believers who were struggling. Look what it says. 2 Corinthians 9, 12 to 15. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is also overflowing in expressions of thanks to God. Do you see that? That again, when we when when we are a blessing to others, when we are effectively serving Jesus and helping others in Jesus, Paul says that this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Verse 13, "Because because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you verse 15 thanks be to God for this for his indescribable gift and again Paul is thanking God for this gift and privilege that we get to give and be a blessing to others as Christians so again our lifestyle and how we live in serving others and again none of us are perfect But the more we live for Jesus as a disciple and serve others and are a blessing to others and share with others and give to others of our time, talents and money, the more it will cause thanksgiving and praise to go up to our heavenly father. And that ought to be a desire of our hearts to to cause others to overflow with thankfulness. Wow. All right. And finally, we're going to end with Romans 12, verse one. How do we do all this? How do we live this out? Romans 12, verse 1, Therefore, I urge you, brothers. Paul says this is urgent, and this is essential for us as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Worship involves really everything we do. Everything we do can really be an act of worship. If we are surrendered before our Heavenly Father, if we are obeying the Word of God and the Son of God as disciples of Jesus Christ, everything we do can be an effective act of worship or not. Again, remember, worship comes from an act of just surrendering in an adoration of the triune God for who they are. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy. Again, remember, mercy is when we do not get punishment that we do deserve. To offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Now, remember, a sacrifice is normally something that's killed. You would put the animal up on the altar. They would slit the throat of the animal, and the animal would bleed out and would be a sacrifice, you know, before God. But we're called to be living sacrifices. The more we sacrifice what we want for our own lives, right, Peyton, the more we we, we live a sacrificial life and live for Jesus and and, and live our lives, Christian, for what he would have for us to do, the more we do that, right, the closer we'll grow to him, the more effectively we do worship him in that. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Again, we we are in worship when we have a heart to genuinely live a sacrificial life of love and to walk in a way that is holy and pleasing to Him. Again, worship is a lifestyle. Wow. Wow. Father, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. Father, we thank you that we can worship you in Jesus Christ our Lord. We thank you that we can praise you. We thank you that we can thank you. Holy Spirit, we do worship you. We praise you and we thank you today. Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us to walk in a lifestyle of worship and of praise and of thanksgiving. Help us, Father, to to, to praise you and thank you for all that you've done in our life, all that you've done at the cross, all that you've done in our life, specifically day in and day out, and, and all that you've done in the lives of others. Holy Spirit, we ask you to bring to our remembrance all that our heavenly Father has done for us, all that Jesus has done for us, all that you have done for us, that we might more effectively, more boldly, more lovingly, more continually praise you and thank you. And above all, Holy Spirit, I ask you to teach us to effectively worship you. Teach us that we might effectively humble ourselves, empty ourselves, surrender ourselves to you, Father, in worship. Lord Jesus, teach us just who you are, and who we are, and certainly who we are not, that we might properly and effectively worship you, spirit, soul, heart, mind, and body. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us to walk this day and all the days of our life in genuine worship, praise, and thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.